As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Brilliant, Chris. Um, one of your best, no doubt about it. Um, Thanks so much. That was really good. So um, I gave it my best because I knew I was getting filmed for a television yeah, program. Yeah, Mike's filming, th- filming this for his TV show. Well, I'm filming it so that we can put, uh, we can integrate this video uh, into not only the podcast but into our social media feeds and to the Discord possibly. And I'm just always thinking, not to make you guys no, feel no, no. bad, you're always thinking about I'm our brand. Two steps ahead of you guys, right? And two steps ahead of the competition. Who's our competition? Oh, there? man. Yeah. Who's not our competition these days? Yeah. Three white guys with a podcast about <laughs> evil people? Yeah. Damn, uh, dude. Point. It seems like everyone has a podcast these days. You know what I mean, though? Very everyone true. has a podcast these days, and it's not fair because we started it a year ago. That's mm-hmm. right. We started this literally a year ago, mm-hmm. and now suddenly all these podcasts have popped up. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, what it's the hot hell? right we were now. literally doing this a year ago. And we were literally doing this... A year ago. Literally. And it's 2022, and like podcasts are the hot thing right now. And, you know, it's annoying because other people are honing in on, horning in on. People are horning in on us. On us. Are you horning (laughs) in on me, man? (laughs) I am getting eaten alive by little bugs. And um, I put bug spray on after I noticed that my leg was bleeding from a bug bite on my left leg. Are you guys being eaten alive? No, not at all. A bug just went in my damn ear. Mike... Do you want me to spray you with the stuff? No, I'll spray well, myself. Well, if you, if you can't tell yet, we're still uh, recording this at a cottage. We're uh, near Port Dover, Ontario, right by Port Lake Ryers, Lake. it's called. Yeah, we're in, yeah, Port Ryers, and we're in the backyard. Not to dox us. Don't come and find yeah, us. don't come and find us. By the time you hear this, we're long gone. We're long bro. gone. So we're long dead by don't. the time this is being released. <laughs> yeah. Don't even try to find us. <laughs> we are secret men. We are um, we're in the backyard of this A-frame kind of house we rented, and uh, we lit a fire. Well, I, I lit a fire, credit to me, mm-hmm. and it started going, and we're sitting around the fire and yeah. doing an episode this way. This was one of those... Couldn't do this in the city. Couldn't do it in the city. Imagine being on Young Street lighting a fire and sitting down to record a podcast. There's We'd be no arrested. way. We'd be arrested. Yeah. It'd be or too worse. loud. Everybody yeah. would be going, hey, let's all go to Sam the Record Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those moments, though, where... 
I really understand, James, that you are a product mm-hmm. of a rural environment. <laughs> You're an outdoorsman. Yeah. You know how you know what different types of trees, plants, and berries are. You yeah. want to build a fire. Wanna know, James, you know, can I eat this wanna, berry? Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. And you're like you're like Saint Francis of Assisi in that oh, the animals see you him. and they they sort of come to you. And sometimes yeah. uh, when we've been walking around this weekend, mm-hmm. I'll just turn my head and suddenly there's like you know there's a sparrow on your shoulder. There is an it's otter true. at your yeah. feet, and I'm, there are fish leaping out. I'm at home in the, in a rural setting. I went to Orangeville recently, and yeah. I went to the LCBO. Your flies and, undone. Oh shit. Uh, rural I to, boy. Yeah. I went to the LCBO. Your rural penis is about I, to come or out. Were you raised Chat, in a barn? I'm chat more or less. I'm chatting with the locals and everything. Like I, I love uh, rural life. You know, uh, I can drive a tractor. How about that? <laughs> but you didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I've driven Your a pickup truck a lot. Like I'm from the city, but I love rural life. Okay. I love Maybe country we can life. Meet halfway, we'll live um, in the suburbs. I'll tell you one thing. I love Ontario lakes, and oh, today yeah. was my first day. Of the summer, getting into yeah. a nice Ontario lake and wiggling around in there, Chris, you I've never seen the hell you. out of your ass. I wiggled the fuck out of my damn self. You wiggled your ass so much that you created a sort of uh, wave, an eddy, a situa- whirlpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Lake Erie, I've never seen you so excited because you had been, I think, <laughs> mm-hmm. more than James and I, yeah. excited to go to the beach. And as soon as we got there. Off comes the shirt. Mm-hmm. You're running, pitter pattering. I half expected. Off comes the swimming trunks. That's what I thought. How excited yeah. he wanted was. is what you made. And you made mean. a beeline to the the sacred waters of Lake Erie, and then yeah. before James <laughs> and I knew what was happening, you first were time way swimming out there. in Lake Erie. By the way, you were right there. You were playing a ball game because we ran into our friends. Yeah, uh, it was a crazy coincidence. Yeah. Jordan and Zach from Toronto comedy scene. Uh, Jordan and I have done tons of shows together. So have all of us. Mm-hmm. We've She's gone a hilarious the, comedian. Hilarious Jordan comedian. Brown. We've gone on the road together. Uh, Zach is a great animator, funny uh, video maker who helped me. He made the flash animation video for a song I made two summers ago called Summer Jam. We bumped into them by coincidence on Turkey Point Beach, which is near Port Dover. And then I couldn't believe it. James and I were walking on the beach yesterday. Mike was doing uh, some work back at the uh, A-frame cabin house. I'm n- I never stop working. I'm always hustling and grinding, you- even in the s- beautiful splendor of Ontario's uh, rural uh, areas. It's totally, totally true. And you know what? That's how uh, Donald Trump made all his money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By nonstop workaholic grinding on that grind. Yes. Same with uh, Elon Musk. Doesn't stop grinding. Yes. That's where he got all his cash. But the thing is, is we bumped into them. Yeah. And we're like, what? Well, we'll be back here tomorrow because yeah. it was kind of overcast yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. But so, today, sunny as hell, hot yeah. as hell. We bo- All three of us did a lot of work in the, in the house uh, for the first half of the day while it was beautiful, sunny out. So we were kind of... By the time we wrapped up, we kind of were itching to go, and we jumped in the car and zoomed over there, and they were still on the <laughs> beach waiting for us, Yeah, and we freaking partied on the beach for a sec. We had a beer. We played spike ball. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I swear I'm in before. over my head. Yeah. In the deep end. At one point, <laughs> at one point, James and I were standing sort of just like with our feet in the water, and you were out there having the, a whale of a time, and mm-hmm. I said, James, Chris is so happy. And I said, I feel like we are his his uh, his dads, 
just making sure he's safe out there, having Aww. a nice time, you know? Yes, yeah, so you guys were standing ankle deep in the lake with your shirts off <laughs> yeah, and your white skin with your tufts of uh, chest hair. Yeah, and, and treasure, treasure trail, trail hair. Treasure trail. Yes. James has a big treasure trail. Wow, I think it's Big average. ass treasure trail. Right. Anyways, we'll post a photo soon. You'll <laughs> yeah. genuinely see our yeah. nude bodies. Yeah. And there's a board game coming out you based on your treasure trail as well. Yeah. You know what's funny, Chris? Because you it's went, called Monopoly. You, you you were splashing away in the water. You were having a hell of a time. I went. I went. I went. You're describing me like a dog now, like a golden retriever. I I swam in the water too, and yeah. I did think about later how. Remember we walked by on that all beach the dead yesterday. Fish? Yeah, all the dead fish in there. I know there was a bunch of big, big dead. Don't fish. Don't think it wasn't on my mind, but I didn't but also, see a dead fish once when I was out there swimming. Not today. With this. And playing, you're right, I was playing a ball game in the water, a game of catch with a little rubber ball, like a dog, with <laughs> Zach and his brother, Nate. Yeah. But also, At least lake water probably kills all the bacteria. I'm telling you, know, you what they Lake say Erie, lakes. I always yes. worry that it's a poisonous, toxic, dead lake, because I think it was at one point, like in the 80s or something. Mm. Cleveland, because Cleveland's on Lake Erie, and I yeah, think... Yeah, they dump that, a lot of shit. They've had a lot of oh, issues that there. But I think that thing in the 70s... They dump like the a lake, lot of... Uh, or it might have been Drew, a river from the lake. Cleveland dumps a lot yes. of Drew Carey's shit into the lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. He had so much shit that yeah. it really caused a problem. He killed over 300,000 fish when he, he used to live there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With his and shit. so did Mimi. Yeah. Especially Mimi. Oh my goodness. But Mimi Ryan dumped all Styles. her makeup. Yeah. Ryan Styles was fine. Or with Dietrich the lake. Bader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. They should bring back, like, you know how they've done, like, Young Rock and Young Sheldon? There should be Young Drew, and then we could uh, oh, play his Drew teachers. Carey. You know what I mean? There could yes. be a little kid who's, like, a young Drew. I would Carey. love Young Drew Carey's Friends show with, like, a young Ryan Styles and Dietrich Bader character. Mm. Yeah, Is it young... Dietrich Bader for real? Maybe I'm wrong on that. I thought that was his name. I Man, think he has. I a think you're right. European name. Are you guys drinking today? Young, right now? Yeah, young Styles. Ace Hill Vodka Soda. Young Styles. What are you? Styles. It's NBC's. What are you drinking? Mom, one day I really want to join. <laughs> Whose line is it anyway? Um, I'm drinking a Ace Hill Vodka Soda. And you? Oh, Mike. I, I'm drinking a Sleeman Clear 2.0. 110 calories. 4% alcohol. I like how they say version 2.0 of beer. Yes, it's been upgraded. It's like Windows or <laughs> Apple yeah. operating system. I like how Bill yeah. Gates made your beer. Yes. Okay, so I want to say that... I just I, wanted to say, also, yeah. we could have had a, a nice riff on Young young Ryan Styles, but that time has come, has come and gone. <laughs> like what, though? I genuinely... You think I'm not paying attention, maybe, but I genuinely... It's true. It's considered true. where I could go with it in my mind, and no. I I hit a dead. I don't know anything about. If you it. got stuff, go. No, for no, it. no. The thing is, I, 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 I was thinking I young Colin to... Mockery because we know him yes. better. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he played with Ryan on whose line is it anyway? Yeah. yeah. I used to think Ryan Styles was Canadian <laughs> because he just seems Canadian. Yeah, but he's yeah. not. Sadly. I thought he was from Vancouver. Oh, maybe he is. Hey, oh, uh, producer fuck. Jamie, can you look that up? I know he always carries. <laughs> he's like an open carrier. Ryan Styles. He's, okay. he's actually American. Yeah. Oh, okay. is that true? Yeah. Oh my yes. god. <laughs> Is it actually? No. Yes. I can't damn tell. That's not true. Ryan Stiles is an American Canadian actor. Hey shit, so he is part Canadian. Let's find out how. Yeah, what did he do? Is he a draft dodger? Hmm. Ryan, Ryan Stiles? Stiles' net worth hmm. is gotta be a hundred mil. Eight fucking million, buddy. That's wow. pretty good. Way wish... to go, Ryan Stiles. <laughs> Ryan. 
He's got the style that you, that you need to make money, you know? Ryan Styles from the Drew Carey money. Show and Whose Line Is it Anyway? Can you lend me a million dollars? What? It doesn't mean anything to you. So he's born in Seattle, Washington. <laughs> but then <laughs> to Canadian, to Canadian parents, parents nice. Irene and Sonny Styles. He grew up with his mother, a homemaker, and his father, a supervisor at a Vancouver-based Canadian fish processing plant. When he was 10, his family moved to Vancouver, British Columbia. So if you don't know, listeners, Vancouver, British Columbia is a province in Canada, a city and a province in Canada. And Ryan Stiles attended R.C. Palmer Junior Secondary School in Richmond Senior Secondary in Richmond, British Columbia. Although he was a good student, Stiles has admitted that being a high school senior gave him too much freedom. He got so carried away with his flexible schedule that at 17, he quit school a few months shy of graduation. So that's where what the show Young Styles would be about. It'd be about it would him. be Yeah. What did Young Styles do in those lost years? Did he ride a motorcycle all through South America yeah. with uh, Che Guevara? Did he have a pregnancy scare with his first girlfriend? That could be season three. Did he have a pregnancy scare with his ass? <laughs> What, like he was going to have a baby in his ass? Yeah, like when you're that young, 17, you don't know how stuff works. Mm-hmm. You yeah, start freaking enough. out about weird stuff that doesn't exist. Yeah, That's styles. true. And this could be the theme <laughs> song. Styles. Off the top of my head, this could be the theme song. Some guys have style and some guys don't, but this guy has several styles. Okay. Some guys have styles and some guys don't, but this guy has 38 styles, <laughs> and he keeps them in a bag with a big smile, and he's on a motorcycle with Shea Guevara. You know, okay, sorry, Born go in ahead. Seattle to Canadian parents, talk about stylish. That could be the theme song. Ryan Styles has smiles for miles, <laughs> and he's coming along with a ton of wiles. He's making us party all the time. He's a tall guy, and he's improvising fine. Warning. <laughs> Today's episode of Young Styles contains cigarette smoking, drug use, and extreme sexual content. Sexual content. <laughs> do, 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 penetrative sex. <laughs> hey, Ryan, how's it going? I don't know. I dropped out of school and I don't know what to do. Okay. <laughs> well, why don't you join Whose Line Is It Anyway? What the hell is that? It's a TV show that does improv. They're looking for someone to join it. If you just show up, I'm sure you'll get on. There's a bald guy on it named Colin Mockery. Hey, maybe he'll become my best friend. Season one rap is a rap. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> you know what? I wanted to ask you guys what you were drinking because I had a trivia, a trivia for you guys about what I'm drinking. Oh, cool. I'm okay. not going to tell you what I'm drinking, but I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. All right. This, I like it. Vodka. Vodka. That would actually be a really ballsy move if Smirnoff adopted that. Yeah. Vodka. Vodka. That would be a real fuck you to all of us. So you drink a tequila? Um, anything with it? Like soda water? I'm almost or? done now, so I can't even really brag, but I put some soda water, some ice cubes, and then I squirted nice. like a 
good fat quarter of a lime and do it. A nice thick fat I like squirt my limes of lime. Thick. Yes. <laughs> well, last night I made. Do you some... like your limes skinny? No, I like my limes thick. Mm-hmm. I like uh, BBLs, big beautiful limes. <laughs> You all sell BBLs here? Um, you're in the grocery store? I'm going to the LCBO your, to get some BBLs. Your wife's like, honey, please. No, I just wonder if they have any BBLs. Honey, please. I love Nobody my thick calls limes. I love my thick lime. Yeah, I love my curvy lime. Yeah, my curvy lime. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, These limes are not traditionally beautiful. See, here's the thing. We grew up with our limes looking like Kate Moss. <laughs> and that was just a weird fad. But everybody knows that limes need to be thick when they squirt it into your tequila sodas. Ah, absolutely. I made some... There's lots of thick limes. I'm drinking like, yeah. Altos. It's 100% agave. <laughs> okay, and apparently for a guy like me who has like high blood sugar, agave doesn't spike your GI. Really? Okay. And yeah, and like we have mutual friends who own the tequila bar in Toronto called Reposado. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They and listen, you... Piper. Oh, Piper yeah. and uh, Sandy, if you're listening, do you know what I'm talking about? You guys taught me this. So you saved my life by teaching me about 100% agave. Uh, so it's better for blood sugar. Yeah, it is. Oh. Because even I think vodka is clear, gin's clear, but they, the, the, uh, the alcohol content or whatever, the sugars that are made with it still spike your GI. Less than the uh, what is GI? Gl- glycemic index. Ah. It's not a American soldier because that's what who I was stationed thinking. in. Um, you know the UK Yo or Belgium jo! in World War Two, um, or Japan after World War Two. You know, um, well, I love that with tequila. I love tequila too. You know, I was in the grocery store not long ago, and you know what I saw in on the shelves? What? Anyone won't believe this. Hmm. Straight from the nineties, Crystal Pepsi. What? And I bought one. No. Yeah. James, you're out of your mind. And I, I genuinely bought one. Apparently, I looked up because I guess they they showed Crystal Pepsi in um, Stranger Things, so they re-released it. Oh. But I bought one. But Did it have a Stranger Things picture on the logo? No, it just was like Crystal Pepsi. That's historically, like that doesn't line up with, it's not early 80s. That Crystal Pepsi was like early 90s. Or, yeah. So Stranger Things. But I think maybe Stranger Things has gotten to No. Me. No, it hasn't. Oh, okay. 86 is where we left off. Well, so Stranger I don't know things, why they have it on the show. They've I don't think it up. was on the show. Maybe I got that wrong. It's on some 90s show, man. Okay. Maybe you hallucinated. The, and they, no, I don't know. The, I don't remember seeing it on Stranger Things and I've watched every app. Okay. Well. Maybe the grocery store didn't have Crystal Pepsi and you hallucinated it and this is all just a fe- figment of your imagination. Do you remember the original Crystal Pepsi commercial? With Van Halen's Right Now? Yeah. yeah. Right. Wait, how does that go? Oh, right now. There's no yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. It's come on. It's everything. Yeah. And then it's just yeah. clear Pepsi. It is everything. Thanks, Van right. Halen. Van Halen uh, was the band that the Pepsi Corporation chose as the face of Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> that was David Lee Roth, too. No, it was Sammy Hagar. No, Sammy That's a like post-David Lee Roth. Yes, sorry, 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 yeah. sorry, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, if David Lee, imagine if David Lee Roth had been the face of Crystal Pepsi. Wouldn't have worked. He looks like a brown drink guy. Yep. He looks like he's got some stank in his Pepsi. Yeah. Like some sort of chocolate milk? Yeah, just a bit of brown stuff. <laughs> when you see him on stage, he's Ow! always drinking a big jug of iced coffee yeah. or... Yeah, uh, cho- hot chocolate. He does kind of seem like he um, 
I don't know. This is kind of rude, but doesn't David doesn't David Lee? Oh, Chris is adjusting the fire. Oh, nice. Doesn't it seem like David Lee Roth? I know. Hey, (laughs) doesn't it seem like David Lee Roth? Um, I don't know. His butt stinks. Is that crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Like when you see David Lee Roth and you've seen him jump around with his big hair and his tight leather pants, you don't go. Maybe that guy's butt stinks. A really surprising aspect of Flea's autobiography that he <laughs> released recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to the Audible version of it where Flea reads it himself. <sighs> Man. Is that... I r- highly recommend it. I feel like it. he'd have trouble getting through it. He would? Well... Because it's so personal? No, because I feel like he's sort of messed up now. Man. Is that not true? You don't know Flea. <laughs> Flea is 100% clear. Okay. He's been sober since he was 30. Oh. He's super spiritual, super loving, like wow. intellectually, like he likes the Criterion Collection. Okay. I was okay, wrong Okay, say Flea. no more. <laughs> His favorite author is Mik- uh, Mikhail Bulgakov. Like he loves good shit. I'm sorry. Flea is a smart genius. I guess and I just a- thought of Flea I'm- as a... Flea but, has said the funkiest novel ever written was The Master and Margarita. Yeah. Yeah. But in his book, but it is true, James. Oh, yeah, baby. See who's in charge of the fire. Look at that. I mean, I did like You it. did it. <laughs> you, you, you teed it up. Well, more than teed it up. <laughs> <laughs> you hit it, and I added an extra hit to it. Sure. And what were you saying, though, about Flea? I don't know. Well, there's a section that surprised me, like... Him and Anthony Kiedis, and there's a hundred percent any if for people who are not you know not privy to the deeper darker sides of uh, and the personal sides of Red Hot Chili Peppers, it's totally understandable that superficially you would think they're ju- that they're just like bonehead uh, fools. But Flea and Anthony Kiedis, they were basically Hollywood street rats by the time they were like twelve or so, probably younger. And by the time they were like kind of ending high school, they they were crazy, crazy kids doing hard drugs at like that kind of age, 12, 13. Where the heck were their parents? Uh, it's all in the books. Their parents were not good parents. But uh, they crashed in this kind of art house where they would hang out and uh, do drugs. They would not shoot heroin, but they would actually shoot crack. Like oh. into their veins, it's all in Flea's book. But anyway, we get the saying: "Inject it in my but, veins." Yeah, but anyways, in this crazy, like late seventies, maybe early eighties art house where they were crashing and living for a while, David Lee Roth was a frequent hanger outer there. Really? So I think he was probably. I'm not going to do anything crazy. libelous or whatever yeah. it's called, mm-hmm. and say that he was shooting drugs there. But he was hanging Wouldn't out there. Be a shocker. You know yeah. what's a crazy thing? I but heard... that's crazy thinking that the Red Hot Chili Peppers as little kids, yeah. teens, mm. hanging out at the same place with like David Lee Roth. Famous man. Yeah. I heard David Lee Roth's episode of of Mark Maron's podcast, and yeah. it's funny, but the most uh, unexpected part of David Lee Roth's story was that after his music career sort of was on like pause, he moved to New York and became a trained like EMT, like a paramedic. What? And he worked for a number of years as a paramedic in New York. So imagine you're a guy 
who's like, I don't know, you're a middle-aged guy, you're like, your grandfather has a heart attack, and you call 911, the <laughs> pulls up, dun, the door's open, like, dun, 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 what's going dun, on? Dun, what? dun, Is your grandfather dun, okay? Let's take a look at his chest. I would totally forget that my grandfather was dying, and just be like, wow, man. <laughs> Can I get your autograph before you tend to my dying grandfather? Yeah. I would be like, yeah, man. In Hot for Teacher, were you really hot for a teacher? <laughs> Is that a true story? That song is so fucking deadly. Wow, yeah. I can't do I can't go as high as him. But here's the thing. Imagine like, David Lee Roth telling you, like, sorry, buddy, but your grandmother didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so oh, totally no, I'm so sorry, sad. man. Uh, does this help? I'm just because everywhere I go. That was pretty lame, huh? When he did all those covers. Because he, after he left Van Halen, California he did like Girls. an al- album of covers, yeah, right? Yeah, well, you know. Well, you know, he wasn't really like the music writer in Van Halen at all. Yeah. <laughs> but he was just this crazy big personality. But yeah, the thing sure is, was. is he, wrote, he was so obsessed with, quote unquote, chicks. Yeah, And his music and his stage persona. What's but with that? Also, doesn't he seem sort of like really flamboyant on the other side of like a person who wouldn't be into chicks? <laughs> he seems like a, a Broadway guy. Like he truly does. Yeah. Um, I don't mean that yeah. in any kind of offense. I mean it as in like. He's got Hugh Jackman it's energy. curious. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 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 You know, speaking of. Uh, <laughs> and I also heard that from other people. <laughs> okay. Speaking <laughs> of uh, heroin, you know, I read a. There's like a famous Reddit thread oh. I read. Uh, and this guy's like. This guy goes, um, Chris is talking, not on the mic. There's this guy who's like, um, I tried, um, I'm going to try heroin. What the hell? You know, I'm just going to do it once. What, you know, no big deal. That sounds good. Yeah. And then, um, Mm. he, he did. Oh, Chris just knocked all the blogs down on the fire. (laughs) He says he's working on something. Was going pretty good. Yeah. This was James's baby. I know. Um, Anyway, long story short, there's a famous Reddit thread where a guy tells everyone, I tried heroin. What are you doing? <laughs> Chris is like ruining the no, fire. But it was going to burn out. No, it wasn't. We just added another log. Chris just literally... Oh, there's a bird. There's Chris a bird just... Cr- the, the, right the, the logs were all piled up in a, in a pyre, <laughs> and Chris just flattened all the logs so they're side by side lying next to each other. What are you doing? It's not... It's because of this... I, we don't have a real log maneuver here. here. Oh my god! He'll <laughs> <laughs> fix it. You'll fix it. I had the right plan. Mm. Anyway, doesn't he have a, a fire starter? Well, the fire starter. It started. <laughs> James, you're so mad because it was a nice. It was a nice fire. fire. Yeah, it was looking really nice, and Chris <laughs> just uh, what the? No, no it's long, two fires. I have a long plan. A long con. Now watch, James. Observe, James. If the mic's uh, picking that up, Chris says he admits he screwed it up. Mm-hmm. It's official. Okay, oh. it looks great. <laughs> it's because we don't have like an actual maneuver. I hear you. Like a fire poker? I'm the fire poker. They don't typically at a campsite have a fire poker and a. I feel bad because pillows. I don't think you could hear me doing that, but I will say, we're, I don't know if we should keep this in, but. I did have a plan that was normal, mm. and I screwed it up. Yes, I admit <laughs> to James I screwed it up. Yeah. Because we don't have an actual... See, I think I see But again, something. at a campsite, you don't typically have like a fire poker. Yeah. Or like to- big tongs. 
Well, you may, go for it now. Well, what's this? A, le- a, a piece of wood. A piece of wood. Oh, my God. Chris, it looks like shit. Oh, well. I got it. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. Just gets off the bike, talks off the bike, ruins the fire. Oh, boy. What the hell? Good thing you did all this. Where where, 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 would, where would we be if you didn't go, maybe I'll mess around with this fire. It's going out, too. I had a plan. I had a plan. I had a plan. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Well, let's talk about this heroin Reddit thread. That well, I can't wait to hear. We, yeah, I got yeah. really derailed there. Yeah. Basically, what the fuck? You guys are so mean to me. You have no what? sympathy that <laughs> I, the mistake I also hurt f- my feelings <laughs> too. <laughs> I, I, made, I made a fire, and then you moved it and put a log on it, and it goes, "I made it." Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then you just just decimated it. It's going again. It's going again. Yeah, see. It looks not as nice, but it's, it's because going. you got have to give it. You have to rotate it to give it fresh wood to eat. <laughs> but it was all black burnt <laughs> when I messed with it. But I did. I'm admitting that I screwed it up oh, for a sec. Oh, I'm I'm fine with it, and uh, it's going again. We're good. We're because good. This is I know how it works, James. You give okay. it fresh wood to eat, and you give it air passage so the air makes it good climb over good the wood. Point. Yeah. Good point. I it's fucked it up again. for a sec, Can but I, I created a little teepee, and it's working. Can it I say good. something? This yeah. is strengthening our friendship. <laughs> but I do not think that I made this fire. I I I, I appreciate that. And when I said you teed it up good. for me, it's looking good. When I said you teed it up for me, I meant like, <laughs> you know. I hear you. It, you did the. You did it. I appreciate that. James and, made this fire, yeah. <laughs> and it's looking good again. So, yeah. and James grew up in a rural atmosphere. James so. made it. Chris, you renovated it and made. Yeah. Uh, and Mike's you, gonna flip it. You adjusted it for today's <laughs> people. You know, it's like today's Look, generation. And Mike, yeah. you got to flip it for a better fire. Can we just tell the listeners right now that the fire's going fucking good? No, it's going great. Again. Nobody it's going great again. There was a moment of fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it looks yeah, great. Everything is moment of fear. So nice. The whole fucking world is a moment of fear, if you ask me. <laughs> anyway, long story short, there's a thread on Reddit. If you look it up, some guy goes, "Oh, I'm going to try heroin just for fun. You know, it's no big deal. I'm just going to try it once. And then he like replies to it multiple times over like a year, and he gets addicted to it, and his life gets ruined. And he just was going to try it once. Oh, who could have seen that coming? That's so interesting. That's <laughs> absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. So it's like that's the weird thing. Sometimes it's like curiosity does actually kill the cat. I'm yeah. just gonna try heroin once, the famous drug that everyone gets instantly addicted to and ruins your life. Yeah, that's good. it's interesting. Heroin you can so look good, it up on Reddit. Honest. Hmm? Heroin feels so good. Have you tried it? Just once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna watch Train Spotting once, and um, <laughs> yeah, good luck there, with it that. It seems so good. What's going on with them? I just want to see what I want to see the world through Begbie's eyes. Although Begbie's not a heroin addict, all the other guys Who are. Who's Begbie? Uh, the Robert tough Carlyle. guy. Oh, but yeah. here's the thing that I've always thought about heroin, even when I was a teen. And let's be honest, guys. We were kids when Heroin Chic was back in full effect. Kate True. Moss. Did she do hair? She was, she the, was the for sure Heroin Chic. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And then also, yeah, right, right. And then, wow, that's two times Kate Moss got mentioned in this episode. That's ding, amazing. Ding, ding. And in this corner, Kate Moss. <laughs> On this corner, Mike Tyson. And in this corner, <laughs> Kate Moss. The Tyson <laughs> Moss fight is one that I will never forget. It was. Yeah, yeah it I mean, was like. Yeah, yeah it he was. He knocked weird. her out really quickly, but 
But Still. she looked great. <laughs> yeah, she looked great. Um, actually, that's not funny because Mike Tyson did actually hit some girls. Get bad a good guy. point. Hit some that's ladies. Bad guy, He'd be a good evil man. It's weird how people still are like big fans of Mike Tyson and don't cancel him from being so he brutal kinda, to women. Yeah, he kind of got into that zone of like, um, he's funny. Like, yeah. you know, he's in The Hangover and stuff. But yeah. He's done, he's and maybe, pretty bad like, stuff. just to be an objective voice here, maybe he's made it through his controversies uh out the other side okay because he's fucking scary yeah there's nothing we could do about it he'll kill all of us we were kids he was like the poster guy of scary guy yeah like mike tyson especially after he bit evander holyfield's era remember that after that that. you're like can't go back tyson is fucked yeah he's scary okay so oh but someone else Someone else was talking about Mike Tyson eating shrooms all the time. Where did I hear that? Whoa. Yeah. I forget. Someone told me that. Um, Are you confusing Mike Tyson with Timothy Leary? <laughs> no. Timothy Leary was... Or Jerry Garcia? <laughs> I guess we should what get to these. To the topic. But this been. was a fun... But you know this what? is oh, what sorry. kept me off of like even considering trying heroin once, even as a young boy mm. in the age of Kurt Cobain, etc. It's a fucking needle. You have to boil the heroin in the fucking... You gotta make soup every time you want to get high. Yeah, you have to cook it in the spoon. Put or the... stew. Julia Child over yeah. here, yeah. yeah. No, no it's true. It's like the yeah. process. And then also it's a freaking needle. It's not like smoking a dube. Yeah. I know, it or feels a bit... Or popping a pill. Yeah, clinical. But who has the time? You know what I mean? And also, I don't like needles. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And Basketball Diaries did a really good, uh, you know, depiction of Jim Carroll and his cronies doing heroin, like, in ugly, dark basements Mm. of, like, burnt-out crack houses and stuff. Mm. It's just not glamorous. But I do still want to try it once. (laughs) Okay. Maybe we'll document it on the podcast. Actually, that could be a good Patreon episode. Yes, Mike tries, um, uh, he breaks heroin. the final taboo and tries heroin. Yeah. yeah. Beep, beep. <laughs> so, guys, you know, we're, we're here, we're sitting around this fire, and um, looking into the flames and the embers, it takes me, you know, almost back to uh, our ancestors, you know? Caveman times. Cavemen. And I think about, what, what would these cavemen think sitting around a fire? I have an idea. They what? probably go... They might have said that. But I also think on some level, I think my old ancestors, I guess, you know, somewhere in the old country looking at a fire might have gone, I wonder if one day I'll have an ancestor who uh, who has a Patreon. Yes. And... and- yeah, and we and I do. You do, you and do. we do. Yes. We yeah, do yeah. together as a group. So I, I think your ancestors then were more sophisticated than mine because mine literally would have gone. Ugh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I, I'm really making them proud. I think by letting them know and you guys all know that we evil men have a Patreon. Account. Absolutely. You can access it by going on the internet and checking out the website Patreon.com/slash/EvilMen. Be sure to boot up your computer before you attempt that, or else you might. Encounter a few tech issues. Exactly. Um, Computer's got to be on. Yeah. But when you get to patreon.com slash evilmen um, for $7 a month, you get two bonus episodes a month, at least, mm-hmm. and access to our Discord, which is like a big chat room that uh, we chat on with people every day. 
And it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So if you like the podcast, check it out. Patreon.com slash evil men. Beep beep. <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> so Chris, um, I love the vibe this episode. It's a little mm. more chill. You, My episodes are always so chill, eh, guys? I like that. People love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You picked an evil man this week that was actually suggested by our listener Lisa um who did you pick well ancient Greeks hmm? might know him as Eros okay but y'all might know him more as Cupid mm. Cupid that little mm. fellow who's always uh you know peeking around the corner with his bow and arrow and making you fall in love. Yeah, I think of Cupid, I think of a cute little baby who flies around and shoots you with an arrow, but somehow the arrow doesn't hurt. It just makes you fall in love. And he's got a diaper, and Lord knows the last time it was changed. Yeah, it stinks. Mm -hmm. Yes, it stinks, and he's making you fall in love, and he stinks. Yeah, what's that smell? Oh no, I'm falling in love. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is true, guys. When you think of Cupid now... You think of a cherubic little baby bum, mm-hmm. little cute chubby cheek. Speaking of Van Halen, you picture basically oh, yeah. one of those little cherubs that smoke in the Siggy on the cover of 1984. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But no, it's uh, in the beginning. Eros, also known as Cupid, was more like a little shit. Are you kidding me? What that fucked with people. <laughs> well, I don't like that at all. So, like a little shit who fucked with people, like a yeah. like a little brat. Mm-hmm. So, I, that's bad parenting, I would say. Uh, yeah. Why isn't he being punished, disciplined, made to feel bad about what he's done? A brat. Well, Chris, before you get going, and I say this in the spirit of cooperation, mm-hmm. should I add another log to this bitch? I want you to do it because I've got all my gear here. Okay, it's time it. for a log. But I'm, I just want everyone to know it's a collaboration at this point. James, Carry at on. this point, I'm not going to Since you started. Look, I'm not Frank Lloyd Wright with what I did with the fire, okay? <laughs> it's you're right. Listeners, James you is dropping. You don't even have to ask. James is really good at making a fire. James is dropping I'm a log. I'm okay at it, mm-hmm. and Mike hasn't even stepped in. I have no interest in fire. <laughs> but James, No dropped, interest in fire. He dropped a beautiful log there. Now, Mike, that sounds like something you hear in a toilet. Well, it does, but in this case, I'm talking about a fire pit. So, Chris, tell us about Eros slash Cupid. Well, yes, the ancient Greeks knew Cupid as Eros, the handsome god of love. This is way before Valentine's Day and all that Hallmark bullshit. Really? All right. And the Romans renamed him Cupid. One of the first authors ever to mention Eros was Hesiod around 700 BC. Hesiod described him in Theogony as one of the primeval cosmogonic deities born of the world egg. You're a cosmogonic deity, my friend. Born of the world egg. (laughs) Hey, you shut up. Anyway. a double yoker. The world egg. Later, accounts of the lineage of Eros vary, describing him as the son of Nyx and Erebus, or Aphrodite and Ares, or Iris and Zephyrus, or even Aphrodite and Zeus, who would have uh, been both his father and grandfather. So he's got a lot of potential parents going I, I, I'm on. I'm sorry. Am I listening to an episode of Jerry Springer? I know. <laughs> I know. Mm. Uh, Cupid was crazy. 
Armed you are the, not the father. And then... Uh, You're the grandfather. Yes. And the father. And then Zeus is like, oh, no. <laughs> and Zeus does his dance. Yeah. Anyway. You're the grandfather. And the father. And the <laughs> great-grandfather. So, armed with a bow and a quiver, filled with both golden arrows to arouse desire and leaden arrows to ignite aversion, arrows struck at the hearts of gods and mortals and played with their emotions. So... The leaden arrows going to cause some brain damage and make you slow, maybe turn into a life of crime. Call back to the Midgley episode. Midgley. Lead is an issue. And even Mm -hmm. the ancient, didn't we say Jesus knew it? The ancient Romans knew that Rome, uh, the ancient Greeks knew it too if they thought that uh, Mm -hmm. Cupid's arrows uh, with the lead on them were the bad ones. That's funny because we grew up thinking that Cupid's arrow makes you fall in love, but in reality, Cupid's arrow causes developmental delays, turns yeah. you into a criminal and a slobbering idiot. Exactly. Well, the leaden arrows, the golden arrows right. were the uh, love ones. Okay. So he so, hits you with a golden arrow, you fall in love. He hits you with a lead arrow. What happens? Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one story that I actually did read. Now, I'm not being a braggart. I'm not here to boast, but I'm intercontinental when I'm on French toast. But the thing is, is <laughs> what I'm saying is I read some of Ovid's Metamorphosis. Okay. okay. Y'all know I like the mythology. I do. But I haven't finished it. But I did read the story of Apollo and Daphne. And, oh, uh, Dr. Crane. <laughs> yeah. Before Dr. Crane, there was Apollo, uh, which was later retold by, uh, yeah, so Ovid told the story. Uh, Cupid, known as Eros at the time, shot a golden arrow at Apollo. Oh, yeah. Apollo was, like, making fun of him, saying, like, you You're know, humans idiot. and gods can't be on the same. Like, he was dissing him and stuff. I forget the actual diss. It's BS, though. It is. Like, he made basically made Cupid mad. He was a bit of a temperamental little uh, shit, to be honest. Cupid shot a golden arrow at Apollo to make him fall madly in love with the nymph, Daphne. Mm. And then launched Ooh, a leaden arrow okay. at Daphne so she would be repulsed by him. So you understand? He created this conflict like a little fucker. So he shot one golden arrow at one person and a lead arrow at the other and then set them off against each other. Yeah. That is so fucked up. That's that's like a... That's like a... If... if, uh, OK Cupid, you know? Mm -hmm. Or or Tinder (laughs) set up a person who loves someone with someone who hates someone. That's really messed up. Yeah. It's like ordering a pizza to someone else's house. Yeah. Yeah. And the pizza's gross. That's what it's like. <laughs> so, yeah, so Apollo is like obsessed with fucking Daphne, man. Like, he's just looking at her butt go up and down all day. <laughs> I can we should cut that out. And that's from no, the, no. the Odyssey? <laughs> no, no. That's from the Ovid's Metamorphosis. Ovid's Metamorphosis. Right. And uh, you want to hear something funny? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Daphne's father. Was the god of uh, like rivers or something? And uh, guess what his name was? I have no mm. idea. Jake, not Martin Crane. Well, yeah. we're going back to ancient Greek, and you know what their names are kind of like, right? His name was Peneus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to change that name. The river flows from the god Peneus. <laughs> Maybe that's where it came from. To be honest, you got to yeah. change your name if you want to do anything serious in life. If he wants to yeah. do showbiz. Yeah. Mm. If you're a river god, your name can't not be Peneus. So he wants her to settle down and get married and have kids. And Apollo's chasing her, chasing her like crazy. She's like, no, no. And he and Apollo calls, wait, nymph, 
daughter of Peneus, I beg you. Now remember, this is the tizzy that our so-called love god, Cupid, has created. Po- created. Right. My Wait, nymph, daughter of Peneus, I beg you. I, who am chasing you, am not your enemy. He comments that she's running from his, him as prey would from a predator. And to be honest, the poetry of Ovid, the one that I read, the illustration of that is really beautiful. I recommend it. But tells her that he is spurred on by love and a desire to be with her. Not destroy her. So she should have pity on him. He then says that he is worried that she will be injured in the chase and cause him guilt. So if she slows down, he will too. But she continues running. Because mm, she so got the lead arrow, to right? her. He's like, I love you. I'm not trying to do anything kind of too crazy. Here. Yeah, I'm not going to do anything nice. I'm chasing you because I adore you. Mm-hmm. But she's got the lead and arrow so in her. she's like, I hate him. She thinks he's like basically a monstrosity. Yeah. You know, like a disgusting pig man <laughs> from, you know, some sort of... Uh, basement that the family don't let out. Right. Anyways. Truth. So Apollo goes on to finally reveal to her who he is. Stating that he's not just some random farmer or shepherd. Sort of what I was insinuating, right? Mm -hmm. But rather, I'm not some fucking farmer or shepherd. Yeah. Who smells like goat shit. Yeah. He's a good guy. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you, Daphne? I love you. I wear CK1. I smell amazing. (laughs) I wear, what's that one that uh, Kate Moss promotes? Calvin Klein? Calvin no. Klein. I wear CK1. Yeah. Tom, uh, Tom Ford. It's a big Tom one. Ford. Yeah. Doug Ford. No, he's like, I smell good, man. I shop at Shopper's Drug Mart for all my uh, beauty stuff. But uh, he goes, I'm not some farmer or shepherd, Daphne, but rather I'm Delphi. Delphi's lands are, are they're mine. Claros, Tenados, Patara. Acknowledge me as king. Jupiter is my freaking father. Jupiter is the Roman name for Zeus. Do you know who my father is? You know who my father is? Jupiter. (laughs) All right? Let me act in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why the kid had the fucking old gangster voice. So shit is getting real. He's telling her this whole shit. He's telling her his bona fides. Yeah. Jupiter's my father. Through me, what was, what is, and what will be are revealed. Wow. Through me, strings sound in harmony to song. Boy. He mentions that even though he is a master archer. Yeah, so he mentions, even though I'm a master archer, patron of medicine, an arrow truer than mine has wounded my free heart. <laughs> Eros is arrow, right? But love cannot be healed by any herb. I Air- beg to differ. <laughs> what, basil? You're smo- well, not basil. I'm talking about oh, smoking herb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pass the Gucci on the left. <laughs> I love that song. There's a bird basically talking to us right over on this it's tree also like here. It's almost 9 o'clock at night. This bird is Go to bed, bird. Late. We're going to eat hot dogs at 9 o'clock. I, I did offer to make them earlier. Mm-hmm. Not to be a Yeah, jerk. but then you're going to eat it later, too. Yeah, I'm going to eat more. Fuck. You're crazy, man. Yeah. Eros keeps urging Apollo on to chase her, and he almost snatches her, but misses. Eros gives, even gives Apollo wings to make him faster. So he's just torturing this poor bastard just because. Oh, so Cupid mm. is basically being like, keep trying. Yeah, keep go trying. for it. He's, okay. playing, he's playing games. So he's a fucked in the head. He's a little fucker. Mm. Um. De- evil? Not sure yet. Demented? 
Definitely. He's brought, you can just imagine the stupid baby in diapers watching this play out and giggling. If a baby made me fall in love with someone that he'd also set up to not like me, I'd be so furious. But at this point, he's not depicted fully like a baby. He's uh, depicted like kind of like a an angel mm-hmm. with wings. That sucks. I think. Fuck that. There's all kinds of different interpretations. I hate him. But he's like a god at this point. Um, a god. Or a mortal, at least. Her feet stuck fast. Okay. Oh, shit. I jumped ahead. Um, Eros keeps urging him to... So <laughs> cut that out. Sorry, fuck. So he's just about to catch Daphne, but as she reaches the waters of her father's river, she cries, "Help me, father! If your streams have divine powers, change me, destroy this beauty that pleases too well." No. So he's really fucking ruining Daphne's life too. Because yes. guess what happens? Some of you listening might know the the end of this story. Instantly. A heavy numbness seized her limbs. Thin bark closed over her breast. Her hair turned into leaves. Her arms into branches. Her feet stuck fast in slow growing roots. Her face was lost in the canopy. She had become the laurel tree. Wait, if the lady you're dating turns into a fucking tree, I'm out. But why hey, come on, man. Don't be so judgmental. Yeah, that's not fair, man. I'm sorry. I'm an old-fashioned guy. Shouldn't body shame tree lady. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine myself dating a tree. I'm sorry to say. I might cry saying this next part. That's and okay, I, though. And I didn't write it down, so I'm saying it by memory. But Apollo was still desperately in love with Daphne. Even though she's a damn tree. Are you telling me he's going to... To the tree? Bang, <laughs> <laughs> bang. Greek mythology. (laughs) I mean, the shit's fucked. If you ever read Greek mythology, it's violent and horny as fuck. Chris, does he fuck a tree? He ain't fuck a tree as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. The thing is, is he still stays by the tree all the time. He can feel her heart beating. Sorry. He could feel her heart beating through the bark. And he promises to stay with her. But even when he goes close to her... To be close to the tree of his love, he can still feel the tree recoil a bit. Oh, Daphne's no. curse of the Fucking leaden hell. arrow from Cupid. I'd be the friend going, move on, God, dude. Yeah. <laughs> she turned, you turned her into a tree, and, and she, she even the tree still doesn't, like, doesn't you. like you. Yeah. Dude, the dude. tree doesn't like you. <laughs> you can tell. It's. I'm sorry to say, we th- we're your friends. It's we love sus. you. We think it's weird. It's sus behavior. Yeah, you're hanging out with a tree. You're hard as a rock all the time. Yeah. You're jerking off in the bush beside the tree. It's very it's super unusual. Cringe. Yeah, super cringe. Super cringe. The tree is acting sus. You have to find a girl who isn't a tree yet. No, I'm like, so, that no, is I sad though. I love that idea. He puts but his check hand on this the tree. Out. Oh, I can feel her heartbeat, and even the tree's like, I don't like you. Yeah. Wow. Now check this out. Ovid was Roman, right? An ancient Roman poet. Mm-hmm. Around the time of Caesar, I believe, and Virgil and those guys. And uh, so he uses the story as the origin for, you know, when we see pictures of Julius Caesar, etc., with the laurel wreaths mm-hmm. around their head? Absolutely. Its, it's origin is from this tale because wow. Apollo, um, or he wrote the origin to... Or he wrote the tale to create the origin of why. But Apollo took the branch of the laurel off of 
uh, Daphne as the tree and put it around his head to wear forever because of his wow. love. Oh, that's pretty cool. So he yeah. wasn't he didn't get the message to the point that he was like, oh, I'll just rip part of the tree of my beloved, like part of my beloved off of the tree and wear right. her on my head. He, Blood squirted all over up. his face. He yeah. is acting like a loser. <laughs> if the girl doesn't like you, dude, what are you doing? It's but he, fucking Eros's he arrow. arrow. He got the arrow. He got the golden yeah. arrow up his no, ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that where it went? So Cupid ruined his life and Daphne's life. Yep. What a little shit. That's kind of his worst story that I know. I think there's like, you know. Mm. Can I say something? Yeah. If Eros or Cupid was here right now, I'd put him over my knee. I'd smack his darn bum. And I know it's not uh, in in modern parenting, uh, smacking has been phased out. But I'm so pissed off. I would do it. And I'd support you on that. You can have a few smacks. I would. You're not supposed to smack your little tiny gods of love anymore. Well. You're not allowed. Call me yesterday's man. Thanks. Welcome to Trudeau's Canada. Yeah. Jesus Christ, eh? <laughs> Fuck Trudeau. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, Just that's kidding. I don't give a shit. Chris, I'm not political. Very interesting I'm and very anarchist. well told. No, it's not. The, but that's the tale. There's a more another okay. tale well, I want to tell you guys. The tale was interesting. Well, thank you very much. I really do. Uh, yeah, thanks, Lisa, for suggesting this one. Uh, I really do love mythology. Um, I didn't know all of it, so I had to do some more research. And I'm going to tell the story of Cupid and Psyche now, <laughs> which is another allegory from the ancient times. Um, and it's also known as a mise and a bime. Now, for English majors out there, I could be saying this wrong, but I was interested to write this down. It has nothing to do with Cupid, but I wanted everybody to learn it who listens. Mise, M-I-S-E-N-E-N, a bime, A-B-I-A-B-Y-M-E, a bime. It could be mise in a bime. it's French? Yeah, mise in a bime, maybe. But, uh, yeah. In his story comes, uh, the most of the details from this story comes from Apuleius's novel, The Golden Ass, which I've thought about purchasing a lot and I have The Golden Ass? I love it. It's called The Golden Ass and it's like um, a real like black comedy of like ancient Roman tales I'm, and stuff. I'm thinking the ass of uh, George uh, Hamilton, the, the guy who got tanned. Yeah. You know, like, oh, golden that makes ass. sense. Yeah. yeah, maybe Roger Moore probably had yeah. a golden ass. I'm thinking of Kim K in that famous picture where mm. she got the broke champagne. Broke the internet. Uh, well, she broke the internet, but she mm. also um, had a champagne glass on her, you know what? Oh, her, yeah. Her butt. So a mizen a bime, or a mizen a beam, well, however you say it, is a formal technique of placing a copy of an image within itself, often in a way that suggests an infinitely recurring sequence. So this tale of Cupid and Psyche is a mise and a beam, because in Apuleius' novel The Golden Ass, the story is told by Lucius, who is recounting a story told to him by a woman, etc., and it goes on and on like that. So the story is kind of like... Ah, cool. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Like kind of, uh, yeah, room full of mirrors yeah. type of thing. So, in another allegory, Cupid's mother, uh, Venus, or as the Greeks know her, Aphrodite, became so jealous of the beautiful mortal Psyche. She was beautiful. People people were basically saying she's the next Venus. She was the Kim K of her day. That's the thing. And who would be jealous of Kim K? Only a god. (laughs) Like Aphrodite, I guess. Yeah, Venus. So, she told her son, Cupid to induce Psyche with one of his leaden arrows, obviously. Or, no, one of his golden arrows, because it would be to fall in love. 
was something hideous, a monster, basically. So make oh, this God. beautiful woman fall in love with a monster. Yeah, so now Venus is kind of the shit. She's being a But Cupid's still jerk. doing what she says, and he goes to do his little mischief, but he spots Psyche and is blown the F away by how beautiful she is Damn. and how enamored he becomes with her. He actually chooses to stab himself with his own love arrow. Cupid does that? Dude, I'm not making this kind up. Of dumb because he already likes her. <laughs> he should shoot her. I think he blew it. Yeah. 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 But you fucked up. If you're Cupid and you stab yourself with your own arrow, you um you might be you're a bad Cupid. You might be yeah, you fucked But up. he comes to her at night in the darkness and he disobeyed his mother's orders and he ends up marrying never do, her never disobey your mother's orders but Wait. here's the thing he marries her with this condition because he's like a god with wings you know and psyche's kind of like oh god, i don't I, she's I wish not I was that i wish i was him uh, me too so his condition is she she could never see his face um uh, the red be, flag yeah red flag for a relationship yeah the face is important yeah i know yeah i know so eventually, Psyche's curiosities, they're lying in bed together. I think they screw like fucking crazy. Really? Like every night. She doesn't see his face. You so serious? I guess he does her from behind. Right. <laughs> and, uh, or glory hole or like um, yeah. that pizza box thing. Or that uh, reverse cowgirl. Yeah. What's that old ancient Jewish tradition where you have to put your penis through the blanket? Right. They might have done it that way Bl- in ancient Rome. sex. I think it's called blanky sex. Blanky sex. The ancient Jewish tradition of blanky sex. <laughs> also known as how uh, Linus did it. From That's why he always carried that around. When Linus grew yes. up, yes. he did blanky yeah. sex. Yeah. <laughs> so there, he's lying in bed. And you guys know after you finish mm. making love, you're spent. You pass out. And you're in pain. You're like, oh, that hurt. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> No, every guy knows that. It hurts to finish, right? No, I feel like I'm special. Like I've created a whole new universe with my magic wand. Interesting. I'm and I pass out in a a glory of glee and uh, I was going euphoria. Web, I go on WebMD and see what the hell's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> and? Have they suggested Inconclusive. Anything? You know, uh, there's so many different yeah. things. Who knows what's going on? Maybe yeah. Maybe your semen is crystallizing or something. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to keep it active or it crystallizes. Just before I'm finished, I load up WebMD on my phone so that Mm -hmm. as soon as it's over, I can be on the website. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, we can have sex, but uh, let's make it quick because I'm uh, I'm scared. (laughs) Eventually, Psyche's curiosity got the better of her and she stole a glance. While Psyche's looking at Cupid, beholding his magnificent form... Mm-hmm. Uh, some wax from the candle she's holding drips Kinky. on the motherfucker. <laughs> no! That's, can I, can yeah. I, some candle. While Psyche was looking at Cupid as he slept, some wax from her candle drips onto the motherfucker's body. <laughs> Shit. He woke up and got pissed off. She broke his <laughs> promise. Cupid flees in anger with like a scar or something from the wax. I don't know. So Psyche gets punished. Psyche gets punished. She has to. She has to stay. Uh, she has to work now. Sorry, ta- why doesn't he want her to see his face? I don't know. Should I check it out right now? Nah, nah, nah. Whatever. I forget. Whatever. It's still interesting. It's a lot. 
And we're running out it's of time. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot like life. A lot of these ancient stuff is arbitrary. That's not the point of the tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Psyche has to, she, her punishment is she has to do, she has to roam the world doing tasks for, yep, you guessed it, Venus. Venus on a mountain top. <laughs> Venus, she's got what it. is her name? Yeah. 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 She's definitely, she did got it. Mm-hmm. Tell you I'd what. love to meet her. I'd love to meet her and Aphrodite. Mm-hmm. Um, her first task is sort a huge amount of barley, millet, poppy seeds, lentils, and beans. Oh, Chris, I'm getting all horny. Ants. <laughs> ants help her sort the grains within the time allotted. Thanks, ants. No problem. You're welcome. This is, this is our possibly our most erotic eros, our most yeah, erotic episode. I know, and Bar- I know it's beans, not a lot. All barley. About, I know we've kind of gone off on a psyche, and like a lot of it is about Daphne and psyche too, but they're important. Mm. Aspects They're the most tale. important women in his life. I mean, if you're the god of love, women figure, uh, or, you know what I mean, lovers yeah. figure heavily into your story. Another uh, task was gather a hank of the wool of the shining golden sheep, which is like, God, how am I going to catch these golden sheep, right? Well, this was kind of cool. A hank a, of wool? <laughs> a trick that a reed tells her how to accomplish this task without being... Uh, being killed by the vicious animals. A hank of wool. <laughs> While the animals run through the bushes, their golden fleece gets stuck on the twigs of the bush, and that's how she collects the fleece. Oh. She doesn't have to deal with the wild animals. Clever. God damn it. Dude, there's all kind of clever shit in this old fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> then she has to fill a crystal vessel with the water of the spring that feeds the sticks and cockitus. Hmm. What the hell? Anyways, you know, Sharon and, and Cerebus and all those guys. Yep. The, Sharon is the sticks paddler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sharon, I think. Okay. Yeah. Sharon. Sharon or something like that. C-H. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Choo-choo. Yeah. Choo-choo. I always read it. I don't know what they say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, an eagle helps her out, and that's fine. Yeah. She gets it. She Must gets be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Aphrodite. Aphrodite. <laughs> <laughs> Aphrodite. This is after a tequila. I'm sorry, guys. Afro- oh, no, Venus, sorry. a.k.a. Aphrodite. Asked Psyche um, to bring her back a box of Proserpina's beauty cream. <laughs> now, Proserpina is the Roman name for that one. Uh, mm. If you're more of an ancient Greek fan, that's is per- it like a goop? Persephone. Goop. That's kind of like yeah. It's right. like a beauty. Pros- 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 Prosperina's beauty in a box. Um, but they, some tales call it yes a beauty cream, and yes Proserpina. Prosperina. Sorry, this fucking sucks. <laughs> Prosperina. Also known as Persephone. Who, yeah. Emboldened by curiosity again. <laughs> so curiosity uh, figures heavily into uh, Psyche's psyche. Uh, opens the box that has Proserpina's beauty in it. I spell. I literally spelled the name two different ways on the fucking document. <laughs> Prosper, fuck it. And she finds nothing inside but an infernal and Stygian sleep. Okay. Which sends her into a deep and unmoving torpor. Remember I hate, that word? I hate when I'm in a torpor. Me it too. Yeah, Stygian sleep. Also. I was in a great torpor last night. Yeah. After eating that chicken at 10.30 p.m. I know, I fucked up. Cooked it too late. No, but it, it created my deep torpor. I'm glad about that. After roaming the known world in search of her lover, Psyche was eventually reunited with Cupid. So Cupid's scar healed, oh. and he wanted to sort her out. Nice. And he found her, and I don't know, they became friends again. So happy, a happy ending? After all of this 
tumult. So Cupid gets approval from Zeus to grant Psyche the gift of immortality by having her uh, drink ambrosia. So if anyone mm-hmm. listening wants immortality, drink ambrosia. Food of the gods. Yeah. It's uh, it's all all your local beauty shops, ambrosia. Mm-hmm. So the couple is united in marriage as equals. Their union, uh, uh, Zeus says, will redeem Cupid from his history of provoking adultery and sordid liaisons. Uh, Zeus's word is solemnized with a wedding banquet. So they get married and have a great banquet. Mm. And Zeus basically those, absolves him they, of his provoking um, adultery and sordid liaisons. Did they have those little potato balls with the hot sauce and, um, you know, little sliders? And did they have a band? Hey, yeah. you know who's great? The band Dwayne Gretzky, the cover band. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Robin <laughs> yeah. Hatch and Nick yes. Rose. Yeah, yes. Nick Rose. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Nicest guy. Did they have yeah. Great band. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there you do get another idea that, like, Cupid, the the... The Daphne and the uh, Psyche stories, as I wanted to tell the most, because they're the most illustrated stories that you can find. Mm. But there is hints throughout uh, other, um, so, you know, literature that he was just a little, little runt. Bottom line, tra- tra- bottom yeah. line, Cupid. We think of him as a little cute little baby who just wants people to fall in love. But the reality is, he was a trickster. He was fucking with people. He was yeah. making people fall in love with someone who then made the other person think they're a monster. He was mm-hmm. just a total asshole. It seems like it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. In the poetry of the archaic period, Eros was represented as a studly immortal who was irresistible to both man and gods, but by the Hellenistic period, he was increasingly portrayed as a playful, mischievous child. Because of his association with love, 19th century Victorians, credited with popularizing Valentine's Day and giving the holiday its romantic spin, began depicting his cherubic version of Cupid on Valentine's Day cards oh, in so, a trend that has persisted until this so day. So Cupid has only been associated with Valentine's Day and sort of like just fun, cute love since the Victorian times. Uh, that was surprising to me too. Right. I thought it would have been a more ancient tradition. That's interesting. Yeah. So he was, yeah, more known as like a kind of agent of chaos until he was rebranded Yeah. Uh, in the Victorian era. Interesting. Wow. And then, of course, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre changed everything in terms of uh, St. Valentine's Day. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Um, James, you gave me a cool article called The Original Cupid Was a Sociopath. Mm -hmm. And he basically retells the story of Psyche. And uh, You know what? Cupid was a twisted fire starter in a lot of ways, in the way that we began this episode. Right. You're totally right. But yeah. here's a, he, he starts the article with a cool quote from Lucius Apuleius um, from the tale of Cupid and Psyche. He says, Winged Cupid, rash and hardy, who by his evil manners, contemning all public justice and law, armed with fire and arrows, running up and down in the nights from house to house and corrupting lawful marriages of every person, doth nothing but evil. So there you got, you have the original uh, Lucius Apuleius calling him evil. And then this author himself of the article in Scientific American uh, I really like how he finishes it because he says the thing that that you th- found interesting, James. Uh, yeah, love may have saved him in the end, but Apuleius' Cupid wasn't so much a romantic matchmaker as a devil subjecting hapless people to a toxic lust, one that blinded them with 
hypersexual urges. Oh, this allegory of a capricious God who pierced mortals' hearts only to burden them with some scandalous attraction out of sheer boredom or his favors to other gods is reminiscent of nature's cold mindlessness when it comes to human sexuality. Uh, individuals with the most deviant desires have similarly found themselves at the whim of a terrible randomness. It feels like he's kind of saying... Like a pedophile or something is like a victim of, of psycho Cupid making you like stuff that you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Or any kind of like, yeah, yeah, sexual perversion that people at the time deemed deviant. Yeah. Right. Is Cupid ish. I feel mm-hmm. like Cupid is a. But that was the author's uh, uh, interpretation, but mm-hmm. I do like it and I think he summarized pretty it pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Cupid is an unholy mix of Dennis the Menace. Bart Simpson and Michael Jackson. <laughs> does that make sense to you guys? It does. Yeah. It actually does. Like, he's all sexually fucked up and he's got, like, this mischief, mischievous mind and he's... Mm. And he's got, a, he's, he's got a slingshot. Yes. More or less. Yeah. And he's got that neighbor, Mr. Wilson. Yeah, who's going, don't make me fall in love with a tree, you <laughs> little fuckhead, you know? Dennis the Menace had the fucking slingshot. Yeah. And he had golden pebbles and leaden pebbles. Oh, right. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah he he was... made Mr. Wilson fall in love with a plate of chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> One well, that was a panel dark, comic. Dark, that episode where Mr. Comic. Wilson mm-hmm. just jerked off for mm. hours in front of that yeah. plate of cookies. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, is there anything else? I mean, really interesting, Chris. That was a really great episode. I feel I spooked. Me too. Um, thank you so much. Bravo. I, I, uh, I'm glad we, 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 we were suggested Cupid. Um, it's right up my alley. I love that old shit. I love mythology. Um, I like that old time mythology. I had fun, uh, you know, laughing with you guys earlier today yes. and then coming up with the, the topic and yeah. research and, we went swimming. We had a beautiful day. It rocked. Yeah. We're going to have hot dogs now, though. I can't wait to munch them. Oh. Barbecue hot dogs. I, I already had one. They're good. Yeah. And they're from probably a local they are. guy. They a are. local we psycho. Got in a little yeah. roadside thing. And yeah, he killed his neighbors, and he turned them into hot dogs, and we're going to eat them. Absolutely. Hello, neighbor. Want to be a hot dog? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Won't you be my hot dog? <laughs> um... So yeah, it's. I guess we should bring out the evilometer. Oh, look at it! It's dressed like ancient times. He's got a diaper on and some wings yeah. and little cutout paper hearts. Uh, don't, and also, he's got a little uh, bow and arrow. And don't shoot us, evilometer. Yeah, I don't want to fall in love with this yeah. the, this fire. Yes. I love the laurel wreath it's wearing. Yeah. Oh, Very right. cool, Psyche. ancient emperor. Um, you know what's embarrassing too, Chris? A, a fun game you should play is Hades. Yeah, because they all the characters you mentioned are in the game, and it's fun. There's more stories too about Hades and stuff associated with yeah. Cupid. But so anyway, maybe this uh, episode's a teaser for people to go explore more. But yeah, I'll play that and game. Download sure. the game Hades on okay. Nintendo Switch. Is it a video? Oh, Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Okay, so it's not a board game that you play with babes. No, no, no at no. a cottage. No, no. <laughs> okay. I'll look. I'll look it up. Who should go first? Mike. I'll go first. Why right. not? Um, now, the the curious case of Eros slash Cupid, aka Jason. Um, I'm gonna say that for what this little bugger in a diaper 
that certainly needs changing uh, has done to Daphne, to Apollo, and to um, Psyche as well. Um, he is a bad dude with a rude tude, and he needs to be incarcerated. I think he's uh, mm-hmm. his image has been laundered, and we think he's like a cute little baby who makes you fall in love and kiss. But the truth is much darker than that. I think I'm gonna give him a damn seven. Mm-hmm. You know, he's turning a, a beautiful, innocent woman into a tree and making a damn guy go insane and hang out in, uh, in front of a tree with a boner all day. Mm-hmm. That's that's absolutely mm-hmm. fucked up. Mm-hmm. If you guys did that to someone I knew, yep, I would be disgusted. You don't even. Yep. Yeah. Um, I guess I could go next. You said seven? I said seven. Mm. Uh, my, my thought, oddly enough, 7.7. 7. Oh. He's, he, because he he's he's messing with people and making them he devastated. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, he's he he doesn't, he's a sociopath. He doesn't care about. Like the Joker. That he's hurting, that people are hurting and in pain. He, he clearly giggles and flies around and thinks, oh, how delightful. Mm-hmm. So he's he's bad. That's my take. I'm going to go 7-2 because you're right. He's literally fucking with the lives of gods and mortals for his own enjoyment. You little shit. I mean, I'm glad he kind of, according to the golden ass, reformed himself and got married to... Why is it called the golden ass? An ass is a donkey. But still. Read the book. Okay. The word ass (laughs) is is in the Bible a lot too, James. You would have a field day with that, with your... uh, very interesting mind. God always says to everybody, I created that ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going seven. So Cupid is not... And read read Ovid's Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. Read the gold, uh, golden ass. Cupid is not coming out of this episode looking uh, too good. Nah. Seven, though. Because it's not horrifying. He's not like some yeah. no. mass murdering cult leader but or something. But he's a jerk. But he's, he and he's a jerk, and he definitely ruined people's lives. I yeah. think he he should go fuck himself. And I hate to use that. Wow. I hate to use that sort of language, but yeah, it's true. Hope this was edifying for uh, all the people out there who have pictures of the modern, <laughs> beautified Cupid uh, or uh, declawed. Yes. defanged Cupid. Mm. And the funny, the, the scary thing is you can't walk down the street or go to a dinner party without everyone there uh, singing Cupid's praises these days. You mm. know what I mean? But they don't know the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I've been to so many parties, industry parties, and yes. everyone's just gushing about how cute Cupid is. Yeah. Now I'm gonna yeah. Cupid's barf. my favorite because he's nice. It makes me sick. Yeah. They don't I'm so know what sick they're of going about. to these parties. And yeah. Like, you can I'm barely, so yeah, yeah, barely go to a party without people talking about Cupid these days. <laughs> In my opinion, after learning all of this information, I think that Valentine's Day should be the new Halloween. Whoa. That Interesting. is actually a really good point, and I think that the government should do a study on that. Well, guys, I think that was another great episode of... This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 